You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome back to Cosplay Confidential. It's our first recording session of the new year, and we are very excited. Cue noisemakers, etc., that we didn't bring because we're failures. Starting off the new year with the bang, everyone. <laughs> we have we have the bell on the other side of the studio. I just don't want to stand up to go get it. I'll go get it at some point. <laughs> It'll be nice and festive. Um, sadly, uh, so Sean and I are in the studio tonight. That's not the sad part. Um, Sean and I are in the studio tonight. Um, Sean is filling in uh, today for Will. Will is out sick, so everybody send all your lo- thoughts and prayers. Miss you, Will. To Will and sent him a nice little hug on Instagram. Um, so yeah, we have our first guest of 2020 um, is none other than Infectious Cosplay. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so it's great to have you on. Um, so to kick things off, could you tell us a little bit about where the name Infectious Cosplay came from? Like, how do you come up with that? as kind of like your cosplay handle? Well, when I first started um, my Instagram, it wasn't initially a cosplay account. It was just a personal Instagram. And my Instagram handle was Hopeless Infection. Um, Ever since I was a kid, I was obsessed with zombies and the undead and stuff like that. The games, zombie movies. And it just kind of transformed into infectious cosplay as soon as I started uh, my cosplay Instagram. So that's that's initially where my Instagram handle does come from. Oh, okay, so did so did kind of like that love for kind of like zombies and like the undead and whatnot. Did that play a role at first um, in you getting into cosplay or some of your first cosplays or like did that kind of merge with cosplay initially? Um. Originally, it was more of the special effects makeup that I, I keep that more on my personal account now um, and keep like my cosplays on my cosplay account. So it, it just kind of worked its way into it, I guess. And, and it became what I was known for, I guess. Okay, okay, gotcha. I'm seeing. Um, so I actually saw your Deku this past Yomacon, and it was super nice to finally be able to get to see that. I just wish I had been wearing my Bakugo, which I think at this point is pretty much retired, sadly. I do want to maybe bring it back at some point in some way, shape, or form. Um, But I also just saw, too, that you're cosplaying um, Overhaul, which I just want to say is, like, killer. It's so good. I love it. You nail it. Um, And you're bringing that one to KatsuCon, right? I am, yes. Is, is So is this so – I forget. Is this your first KatsuCon or were you there last year? I feel like you were there last year, but I might be Mr. I was not. Ah. I was super jealous of everyone who was there. This is my first year going to KatsuCon, and I'm super excited for it. What are you most excited about, do you think? Um, meeting a bunch of cosplayers uh, from across the world. Uh, I'm specifically meeting one of my friends, Elliot, from Ireland, and it's like a once-in-a-lifetime chance that I'll get to meet them. So um, I'm really excited to go on the 11-hour drive <laughs> to go see all of these cosplayers. That's awesome. That's such a that's such a cool thing that, you know, like conventions mm-hmm. can bring people together. Um, right. Speaking of conventions, what um, – What's what's a favorite con con memory that you've had so far? 
Um, honestly, I just love going to conventions because I get to hang out with people. Uh, one of my favorite memories is that um, AMW last year, we had a South Park group uh, and I was Kenny and um, the crowd loved it because I was in character and I, uh, it was my first and only time uh, helping host a panel and uh, we had the full South Park group. And so that, that's that got to be one of my top ones. Um, I also enjoy very much Colossal Con and just seeing all of the amazing cosplays that other people can do and um, just meeting new people. Meeting new people is probably my favorite thing that the cosplay community brings um, to my life. I, I 100% agree. Uh, meeting people is... I mean, that's the main reason why I think a lot of us go is to meet and hang out with other cosplayers. And I have to mm-hmm. say your Kenny is just, this is me kissing my fingers. Mwah. Yeah, I love it. And I've been like binge playing uh, the Fractured But Whole like all for the yeah. past month. And so I'm like, yes, Kenny. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I do want to do Princess Kenny one of these days. Heck <laughs> yeah. That'd be so good. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> so uh, you, we had, we had talked a little bit about how um, cosplay has played a role with your mental health um, and how, how you sort of, how that sort of, formed how you got into cosplay. So could you uh, share with us a little bit more about that? Of course. Um, So I started to cosplay back in 2015. It was right when I was 18. I had just moved out. It was my first time going to a convention. And at that time, it was more of a, like, I'll do this once a year kind of thing. And back in 2017, I had done probably like two two or three cosplays at that point. Um, I had an incident where I was in the hospital and I ended up, um, after I got out of the hospital, I used cosplay as a coping mechanism and um, an escape tool kind of where I just dove kind of head first into creating and making things. And that's when I... I cosplayed Prompto from Final Fantasy 15, which is kind of one of the cosplays that I'm known for the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after that, um, after the hospital visit and everything, I just really, really got into cosplay. And that's when I became infectious cosplay and started heavily just cosplaying and um, started gaining followers and being known as a cosplayer and I started making friends, which previously I did not. I went to a boarding academy, so um, all of the people that I went to school with were hours away and stuff like that. So I started making friends in the cosplay community who were closer by, and um, all of that just it boosted my self-confidence and um, my, my love for life. And it gave me something to focus my energy on. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of how I started cosplaying. And that's how I became Infectious Cosplay. That's really beautiful. And I, I think a lot of us can strongly relate to using cosplay as a coping mechanism. Um, I know it's it's been this 
same for me for my own mental health. Um, and I think a lot of us, it, it allows us to become an amplified version of ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really beautiful, uh, it's really beautiful that you found that. Um, and uh, you had also, it, you were pretty open about how cosplay is, um, has been a big part of your journey as a trans individual. So could you share a little bit about that with us? Yeah. So after, like I said, the hospital visit was when I came out. Um, I came out right after UMICON, which is the Michigan convention in, in October. Um, I came out right after UMICON 2017. Um, it, it was then that I had bought my first binder for Prompto, for pr- the Prompto cosplay. And I started looking at myself in the mirror differently. And I had always had these feelings before. Um, during high school, I would tell people that I was gender fluid. And then I, I didn't know that it was okay to be trans or transgender mm-hmm. until I started meeting other people in the cosplay community who were transgender. And I realized this is perfectly normal because I was raised in a strict Christian household um, where being gay or being trans was kind of swept under the rug and made to look like it it was a sin. And it definitely is not. And so I started meeting other people who had these same ideas and these same feelings. And so I came to the realization that I'm also transgender. And um, it's those people, those friends that I, I have that I owe my bravery and courage to for when I came out as a transgender person. And um Next month on the seventh, I'll be a year on testosterone. So um, that's I that's more than I could have asked for from the cosplay community, honestly. Well, congratulations to you on your journey. Um, you know, I think that's really one of the greatest strengths of the cosplay community is the fact that you're just surrounded by just all of this positive affirmation and all mm-hmm. of this motivation that, like, you know, whoever you are as a person, like, it's valid and it's valid to be. Mm-hmm who you are, what you're going through and to be surrounded by not only all just the positive, you know, encouragement, but also just the positive creativity. And for that to be Mm -hmm. an outlet for anything you make or do or wear, I think is really, is really something special about, I think, cosplay as a whole and particularly in Michigan too, from what I've noticed compared to a lot of the other like cosplay scenes across Mm -hmm. across the country and whatnot. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. How would how would you best describe? Because you um, did I see that you're from Texas? I'm from Michigan. Okay. I moved to Texas last year for about um, eight months, okay. and then I came back to Michigan, Indiana area. Okay. Would you um, were you involved in the um, Texas cosplay community at all while you were down there? I was. And I tried to be, <laughs> and then I tried not to be. <laughs> um, Michigan is very, very welcoming and very, we're very close knit. We all know each other. Um, it's a smaller state and it's very welcoming. Texas, since it's a big state, it's almost as if like all the cosplayers are kind of scattered out and a lot of them know each other, but not very well 
Um, they all, there's different conventions every other place, you know, but it, it takes almost eight hours just to get back to the border. Yeah. Um, so compared to Michigan, um, the Texas cosplay community isn't as tight knit. And I mean, I could be totally wrong, but that was just my observation. And, um, I know we have some drama, but down there it's, yeah, everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I got the bells. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I think a lot of the difference there and personally I can't speak for the Texas community since I haven't been there or witnessed it myself. I think when it comes to Michigan a lot of it is that you know the trope of midwestern politeness is a very real thing. Um I mm-hmm. noticed that myself, you know, not only when I was um out of state for a convention but when I was living in New York for a few months people People are just very blunt and to the point there. Whereas, like, we go out of our way. They don't have time. They don't have time. They don't have time to be polite. To be polite or nice. Whereas we have just <laughs> copious amounts of time to do so. And I think that's where a lot of the like niceness comes from. But like at the same time, that's what right. that helps to make the community here such like an open and inviting place. And that's where personally mm-hmm. I found my comfort spot when I first started back in 2013 was that this was such an open, positive, creative outlet for me that I wouldn't have found if I lived on like the West coast or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, um, let's dive back into your, some of your specific cosplays. What, um, what do you think is your favorite cosplay that your favorite cosplay oh, to maybe. wear and your favorite cosplay to work on? Oh, this is rough. <laughs> I, it changes every other week. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> um, At the moment. <laughs> my all-time favorite, okay, it, it's got to be Prompto because yeah. um, he is very personal to me. Um, my personality is a lot like Prompto, and he was the first cosplay that like made me realize who I wanted to be and who I was. And so Prompto just holds holds such a special place in my heart and I spent so much time working on that stupid vest and his stupid pants because my boy's extra um of course but right yeah right now it's got to be Zuku Midoriya I love being Deku I feel so confident as him and um everyone loves it it's one of the biggest fandoms right now but then again, I, I do love Overhaul as well because he's an evil boy. But <laughs> we stand some evil yeah, boys we, in this chat. We love an evil boy. Um, yeah, your Deku though. Um, <clears throat> I would say that one is another favorite of mine from you uh, specifically. Also, I mean, I'm also biased towards my hero Academia, obviously. Um, right. But I, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so do you have any other, uh, cause I see you've also cosplayed, uh, Todoroki specifically. Are there any other MHA cosplays, uh, in the pipeline for you? Um, yes, I have done Bakugo as well. I have cosplayed, I've cos-tested Toga, but I'm, I'm working on her. Um, I've also cos-tested Yuraka. I just saw Um, that. yeah, so, um... Oh, and also I'm I'm also looking at doing Kaminari, so. Ooh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for him. I love Denki. Yeah, I think with My Hero Academia specifically, it's crazy seeing not only how much the fandom has blown up, but also just like how long mm-hmm. it's lasted. Because it's been around since I think 
2016, 2017, somewhere along those lines. I want to I say think like, it was 2016. Yeah, that sounds about right. And for it to be as big as it is four years down the road, um, I remember right. when I went to the My Hero Academia meetup at Yomacon in 2018. And it was like claustrophobic because of how many people there were. And it was an outdoor event and it was just so Mm -hmm. massively. I think like it had like an easy 800 or 900 people show up. It was nuts. Like, Oh my gosh. Like I'm not a claustrophobic (laughs) person that made me claustrophobic. Um, It also didn't, didn't help that I had like the gauntlets on and it was just very unwieldy to move around in. But, but I think Mm -hmm. that's just kind of a testament for how big, the fandom has been so to see it well represented, I think is super awesome. Yeah. And you, you definitely represent it well. Thank um, you. <laughs> are there any other, um, any other fandoms in particular that you kind of want to dive into? Um, I'm looking at doing uh black Butler. I'm about to, uh, debut my, uh, Misa from death note. I did cause test her a little bit. Uh, I'm starting to cosplay females again because I'm I'm getting more comfortable doing it. Um, I have also cosplayed some weird things like Ugandan Knuckles. I have a Ugandan <laughs> Knuckles custom onesie, um, and also Mothman. Ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's really cool. To hear. Oh, I just saw I just saw the Ugandan Knuckles. There it is. <laughs> There yeah. he be. You can't miss him, honestly. <laughs> that is a that is. He gets a lot of attention at conventions. It is approximately <laughs> one time. Um, if you could go back and remake any of your earliest cosplays, um, I, apart from it sounds like Prompto because it seems like that's one that you've kept up and you've probably updated and things. Mm-hmm. If you could go back and yeah. completely remake one, which would you do? Like unlimited budget, unlimited skill set, everything. Oh man, um, I really, really want to. My first cosplay was Ken Kaneki from Tokyo Ghoul, um, and it was horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, that wig, I still have it. Um, but I really, really want to re-cosplay Ken Kaneki, um, white hair, black hair, whichever. I don't care. Um, he's in my plan. I have his contacts. Um, so that, that I really want to go back and redo, um, it with my new skill set and everything. Speaking of skill sets, what do you feel like is, um, the biggest improvement that you've made in a skill? Oh, um, definitely. I'm definitely better at wigs a hundred percent. If you compare my old wigs with my new ones. Um, but I've really, really gotten into mask making, which you've seen my overhaul mask, um, my Deku mask. Um, I did the Legion, uh, Frank Morrison from Dead by Daylight. Um, I've done Sally Face, um, Kajiko, uh, Creepypasta. I'm really into mask making, and that's one of the hidden talents that I guess I had that I probably, if it wasn't for cosplay, I would have never known. Yeah, mask. It's it's such a specific skill set and it's such a specific kind of fun thing to do. Like I bring, I remember making my first cosplay masks for um, a Venture Brothers cosplay, and I 
don't do it a ton anymore, but I do get to bring that skill set into, you know, when I'm doing a summer camp with the kiddos <laughs> and we make masks together. But it's just kind of, it is, <laughs> it is fun that it's like one of those things that just pops, creeps up on you. <laughs> and you didn't know that it was such a specific thing, but that's, that's awesome. Um, so I think as we start to kind of wrap up here, yeah. um, going into some of our wild card questions that yeah. we love to ask the guests that come onto our show. So starting off um, with our first one, which is if you could mash up any two cosplays that you have done in the past, which would they be and why? Uh, oof. I haven't done one, um, but I would probably put, pro- this is probably like the, most obvious answer. I would probably put Prompto into the Kingdom Hearts world, um, which is kind of cheating because Final Fantasy is already in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> right. But I've also done a Kingdom Hearts cosplay, so it's not exactly cheating. Um, <laughs> I'd probably put Prompto into uh, Kingdom Hearts. Definitely. I would like to see him with a keyblade in his hand. That is Now, would he be like Organization 13 Prompto? Or would he Ooh. be like, like a Sora type? Um, I would like him to be Organization Thirteen, but still a Keyblade wielder, yeah. and his Keyblade would be like a gun type Keyblade. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, because we love a key gun. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> For his neutral special, he wields a gun. <laughs> I mean, that's what Prompto is for. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Oh my god, that's perfect. Um, oh, I did have one question uh, before our last uh, little wild card, but uh, dream cosplay, no limits on skill set or uh, money or uh, anything. What would your dream cosplay be? Um, my dream cosplay is a um, suit of armor from fallout um i haven't decided which one but definitely some power armor for me i and i 100 percent think that it's in my skill set but um time and money and uh space is a big issue but i would definitely love to do some power armor from uh, from fallout yeah that would be rad that would be rad um and our last little wild card question if you could live in the universe of any of your cosplay characters um and you know you can sort of choose what kind of character you would want to be that's fine but if you could live in any of their worlds which one would you want to live in um my biggest fandom is probably kingdom hearts so i'll i'll have to go with that one awesome Um, choice yeah I mean, you can ride a gummy bear ship between. You can ride a gummy yeah. ship in between Disney worlds. It's so perfect. And yeah, <laughs> just to be with all the Disney characters—that's like the coolest thing ever. But also have a gun sword. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but also have a gun sword. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going on a trip on her favorite Sounds like the, ship the, with the, a gun the life sword. for me. <laughs> Honestly, awesome. I don't blame you. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, so as we're wrapping up, could you go ahead and share with us uh, where we can find you on social media? Yeah, so I have Instagram, YouTube, and a Facebook, um, all at Infectious Cosplay. I also have a personal Instagram called King Infectious, 
Um, and then what I'm mostly known for is my TikTok, which is infectious cosplay. So. Awesome. Um, is your YouTube um, do you, is your YouTube more like your TikTok videos put on YouTube, or do, is it like how tos, or how would you categorize? Your I um, I'm working on getting it more up and running, um, okay. but it's more personal. Actually, actually, I think my YouTube is King Infectious still, and not Infectious Cosplay, because I wanted to make it more of a personal uh, YouTube because that's what people started asking for like vlogs and stuff i mainly post like vlogs from conventions right now on there nice so well very mm -hmm. cool i certainly hope to we can meet up with you at a convention sometime that would be cool um do you have lastly i should have asked this uh what are your um convention plans for 29 for 2020 oh 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 (laughs) i just said 2020 not too many i'm going to katsukan Colossal Con is a big question mark, and then Yumacon is um, a first yes. So those are the three or two and a half, maybe, yeah. that I, I am planning on going to. Great. Well, we definitely hope to see you there. Of course. So, uh, Sean, where can we find you on Instagram, et cetera? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Magnitude Cosplay, all one word, no caps, no spaces. That's the Wi-Fi password. And you can find me on Twitter at Magnitude Cause without the play, uh, just Magnitude Cause. Because you're all cause and no play. Thank you, Kirsten. <laughs> You're so welcome. I will do this every time. Thank you so much. I love it. And <laughs> where can we find you, Kirsten, uh, Facebook? When I'm not going out of my mind, and sometimes when I'm going out of my mind, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Real Kiki Elise and Facebook, uh, Kiki Elise Cosplay. I am not on Twitter because it is a godless wasteland. <laughs> Um, I had a Twitter back in 2008, (laughs) and then I promptly gave it up in, like, 2013. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, Instagram. Oh, and you can find the Cosplay Confidential podcast uh, through Podcast Detroit uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere you can hear your favorite podcasts. And you can uh, catch us on Facebook, Cosplay Confidential Podcast, and Instagram, at Cosplay Confidential. And for those of you listening, uh, we're trying something new in 2020. We have now launched, uh, as of this episode, mm-hmm. our uh, guest submission form. So we are now uh, taking... Uh, go it's ahead. called Guest Request. <laughs> guest Request, not yes. Guest Submission. I don't know things. <laughs> uh, but we'll be posting links in our Facebook and Instagram and uh, pretty much ev- everywhere we can um, that if you uh, if you know a cosplayer that you would like to hear on the show then you can fill out that Google form and submit it, and we will take them into consideration. Um, So we would love to hear who you all want to hear on the show. And uh, we'll be doing some more surveys about, like, topics you would like to hear us discuss because, excuse me, we've kind of strayed away from doing roundtable discussions, and I think that was a really fun thing that we, we did for a while. Um, so that would be fun, too. Um, also, uh, for those of you in the Detroit area, Sean, uh, Mr. Magnitude Cosplay, and I will be judging the Children's Cosplay Contest at Astronomicon on Saturday, February 8th, question mark. Yes, the 8th. Yes, Saturday, yes. February 8th. Um, and that is in Sterling Heights, Michigan. So go check out Astronomicon. Um, I believe it's just astronomicon.com or the Astronomicon. 
Um, I feel like it's the Astronomicon, but I could be wrong. Cool. Go look them up on Facebook, yeah. the Astronomicon. Uh, it's their third year running. It's a fun little con if you're into sci-fi and horror and uh, Juggalo-related things as well. But it's a, it's a good time. So come on out for that. Uh, Ashley from Disfusional Cosplay will be there. She's pretty rad. She's judging the uh, adult cosplay contest. So, yeah. So uh, from Cosplay Confidential... Uh, I'm Kiki. I'm Sean. And who's our guest on the phone? Infectious Cosplay. Awesome. Keep creating, inspiring, and sharing the love.